Well, following Donald Trump's 4th of July rally at Mount Rushmore, where he played not one, but two of Neil Young's big hits, the Canadian music legend has now penned an open letter to the U.S. president. This is actually our top trending story right now at globalnews.ca. And in part, Neil writes, quote, Although I have repeatedly asked you to please not use my music because it indicates that I support your agenda, you have always played my songs anyways at your gatherings with no regard for my rights. So just what exactly are Neil Young's and other musicians? What is it? Uh, what are their rights when it comes to the use of their music? Let's uh, welcome in music expert and our pal, Eric Elper. He joins us now here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Eric, good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's so good to see that my grade nine law passing is uh, putting to good use right here. <laughs> All right. Well, let's put you to the test then, because I'm really fascinated, and I think a lot of people are, because this is not the first, probably won't be the last example of this, but what exactly does the law, I guess it would be copyright law, what does it say when it comes to using music, someone's music for a public event? Oh, sure. So every venue, every arena, every stadium, every place that has music being played over a loudspeaker um, has to pay for the rights and the royalty to use that music. Um, they can either do a deal with the artist publisher or the rights holder. So that's pretty easy enough. Um, you know, uh, when you go to a Blue Jay game and they play music, the Toronto Blue Jays are, are paying for the right to use that music. Um, there is also, though, something called a political entities license, which sidesteps all of that. It authorizes the public performance of music in wherever campaign events occur. So the government actually put this in to supersede that legal right. What is happening right now with Neil Young, among other artists, including the Rolling Stones, that are um, that are threatening to sue Donald Trump, is that there is something called so brilliantly, it's Section 43 of the Lanham Act in the U.S., which states that if there is any confusion or to cause a mistake or to deceive people into a connection or an association of a person with another person, that's where people can get by suing somebody like Donald Trump. It means that the authorization under the political act gives off the impression that Neil Young um, Neil Young's association through that song means that it could cause confusion to the general public in thinking that Neil Young sides with Donald Trump. Aerosmith has used this because Steven Tyler's likeness and his voice is so recognizable that even um, even if Donald Trump were to get a license for the song, Aerosmith can sue under the Langham Act saying, wait a second. You know, you're kind of giving people the impression that we agree with this and we don't. So that supersedes everything. And that's exactly what Neil Young's last resort might be. Okay, a lot to comb through and go over there. You did more than just grade nine law, Eric Helper. Come on. <laughs> now, well, it's, it's fascinating because it brings up like, okay, so what rights do people have other than maybe complaining on Twitter? 
that somebody is using their song. It turned out that the artists do actually have quite a bit of rights. Yeah, so is there, you know, a real legal battle shaping up here between politicians and artists? And we're talking south of the border, obviously, here. This is U.S. law right now. Is this going to be taken to a court and decided there eventually? I mean, who's got the right? Is it the politician due to this exemption that you just uh, mentioned to use the music? Or does the artist really, at the end of the day, is it their rights that supersede everything else that uh, Neil Young, in this case, does not want to be associated with Trump or the campaign in any way, shape, or form? Record labels and rights holders love things like this happening because it puts them not only to good use, but it could really damage the politician's reputation because most people would side with the artist having a right to have their music performed in the manner that they want to, as opposed to the so-called greedy politician, no matter if it's Trump or not. Even Obama got into trouble during his presidency using songs on it. Um, When it comes to the rights holders, all they want to continue to do is exploit, for lack of a better term, exploit the artist's catalog in however way. So if you choose to use it, you better pay up. And during the political party system, they know that sometimes people will just pay the rights holders just to go away, just to, like, end this problem. Neil Young's letter was actually pretty polite from, you know, his past letters with Donald Trump. He used the word please. He's kind of being very nice about it. But I have a feeling that if Donald Trump does this again, Neil Young isn't going to be so nice about it. Yeah, are there some artists that are, I don't know, more sensitive to this than others? And I'm thinking about Neil in particular here, because obviously, I mean, he wrote about uh, music, the sanctity of music and the commercialization of it on this Notes for You way back when, I think uh, early 90s or late 80s. Uh, So this is uh, something that uh, has been, uh, you know, pretty important to him for some time now. Yeah, you know, I, I, I would put Bruce Springsteen up there as well, where, you know, for a long time, Ronald Reagan was using Born in the USA. Um, Walter Mondale back in the day was using that as a campaign song. Uh, and Bruce was, you know, rightfully quick to let these people know that they should be listening to the lyrics um, because it was a pretty anti-U.S., um, you know, war song um, and it didn't really fit the meaning of what they wanted um you know even with rocking in the free world with neil young it's so obvious that they didn't listen to the lyrics except for the title because there's a line in there that says you know there's a lot of people saying that we're better off dead yeah so there's there you know you, you kind of dig a little bit deep but i think you know it all depends on the artist and you know um they were using uh, donald trump was using rem's um it's the end of the world as we know it which was a bizarre choice. And, you know, the band tweeted out in a very harsh statement full of swear words that under no circumstances are they happy about this. But if you followed REM's career, they are through and through democratic. They have no interest in any Republican using their music ever. So it really depends on the artist. But I think now um, now the rights holders and the artists are taking a real close look at all of Donald Trump's rallies and making sure that that music isn't being heard. Because also, too, it's not just about the X amount of hundreds or a thousand of people that's in the venue. If CNN starts to pick up his rally or MSNBC or Fox News, that music is now heard through the broadcast of that performance. That's a whole other rights issue entirely, too. 
Yeah. What is the etiquette or the protocol when it comes to something like this, Eric? I mean, I'm thinking now you mentioned Obama a few moments ago. Uh, famously, he used sign sealed delivered from Stevie Wonder. Would Obama's camp call Stevie Wonder's camp and say, hey, we'd like to use this song? And they might say, yeah, you know what? Uh, really like your candidate and your message. Go ahead. Or could there be a negotiation uh, for money and funds and it'd be settled that way? Is that kind of usually the way these things uh, at least they're supposed to go? Yeah, um, it, it's it's one step below that, actually. Usually, um, somebody from the, the political camp will call the rights holders, whether it's SOCAN or BMI or ASCAP in the U.S. They're the ones that kind of pay out the royalties when songs like this are used in television commercials or films and, t- and TV shows. So somebody from their camp would call up the rights holders and literally just fill out a form. Um, anybody can do this. If you do a small theatrical performance for 10 students, you have to really get the rights holders to be able to do this. So there's forms that are available. They fill out the form and then they get an answer fairly quickly within a matter of hours or days that the permission has been granted. Although I have a feeling that Obama probably just picked up the phone and called Stevie Wonder and said, hey, do you mind if I do this? And of course, Stevie would say yes. Yeah. You know, I'm just kind of snickering and laughing at it. It's nice to see uh, government officials being told to fill out a form. <laughs> you guys fill out forms for once, and, will you? And wait, and wait. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, by the way, that this would become financially impossible if they had to, if political campaigns had to pay for some of these songs? Because I'm thinking back to way back when WKRP, they had original music. <laughs> uh, you know exactly where I'm going here, right? Yeah. They had the original songs in the original run of the show, but later on the DVDs, they had to replace it with songs that kind of sounded like those songs because they just couldn't afford the rights. Yeah, that that's so funny that you said that because you know I was a huge fan of that show and there was something easily lost. Um, you see that with uh, with old television shows and movies as well, where you know songs kind of sound a little bit similar in the way that you remember them, but they don't because those rights have have gone out and and it's very very expensive. I mean, an artist can make upwards of three hundred and fifty thousand dollars for fifteen seconds of a very popular song on a Netflix series or or uh, a product. Um, uh, television commercial. But I think the way it's going to go is I think that what Donald Trump has done and no, you know, no slight against him specifically, but I think that what he's proven is that you use the song first and you might apologize for it later. In fact, he hasn't really apologized for the use of any of these songs. They've just kind of bulldozed over over the artist's rights like they've been doing for the last three years, and I really don't see that change. Maybe they'll take a page out of the WKRP handbook and they'll play the uh, elevator version of Rockin' in the Free World. <laughs> If even one exists. <laughs> yeah, Neil doesn't want that money either. I mean, this is a guy that if you if, if you're on the wrong side of Neil Young, you've probably done something wrong. Yeah. All right. Eric Alper, appreciate the time as always. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Jeff. We'll talk soon. You got it.